You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's revisit some basketball stuff, some stuff we've already actually hit on back when Fred Van Vliet first signed. And it, it was projection then, and as you mentioned, we haven't had any games, anything to really work off of, so it'll still continue to be projection now. But we know and have a sense for, you talked about the fluff, I feel like we've got a good sense for, you know, almost 30-year-old, 29, however old Fred Van Vliet is, 29-year-old Fred Van Vliet, veteran, all-star, uh, NBA champion, all of these different things that he's been, going to come in uh, an adult, mature professional all of that we can suspect that there's going to be like an off off the court sort of impact there or at least like an influence there okay let's accept that on the basketball side let's just try to project here since we're talking about Fred Van Vliet what do we feel like and I know you've only gotten a glimpse of it we're not gonna like overreact or anything or like pretend like we've seen stuff that we haven't but what do you feel like the basketball impact of Fred Van Vliet is going to be now that we're closer to it? Uh, steadiness. I think more than anything, he'll just add a degree of steadiness on both ends of the floor that they really haven't had. Um, he's a guy who doesn't turn the ball over. They have been, I think they've probably been one of the, uh, they probably turned the ball over more than anybody uh, in the league, at least the last couple of years. I don't think they were last last year, but two years ago um, they were last in turnover rate. So he brings steady, steadiness there, just consistency. Uh, not a great shooter, but he's good enough. Um, he's not going to be the most efficient scorer in the world, but I think that he's the type of guy who is comfortable playing off the ball. So yep. when you want to have possessions where it's Jalen Green initiating the offense or Alperin Shingun initiating the offense, he's comfortable and knows what to do when he doesn't have the basketball in his hands. And I do think when we talk about the point guard position over the last couple of years you know, with Kevin Porter Jr., I think, you know, he wanted to have the basketball in his hands. I don't think he was, he, he was really good, you know, a real good catch and shoot guy, but I don't know if he, you know, knew exactly what to do when he didn't have the basketball and he certainly wanted to have the ball. So uh, I think that just having the steadiness on both ends of the floor is important. And I think that uh, um, just uh, him understanding how to play, without the ball is going to be the key for him. My question though, comes with what happens when he's on the bench, because I don't know if there's that natural guy behind him that they thought they were going to have uh, back in the summer. Oh man. Well, I, I was going to get back to the off ball stuff in a second about that, that, that we mentioned about Fred Van Vliet, but just to your point, and I know you tried to talk me off of it about too high of an expectation for a man Thompson. But and, and he's raw, he's a rookie and everything, but I'm excited about him having an opportunity to get out there and play and be the the backup point guard and sort of in waiting. Like there's no – the one thing about the Kevin Porter Jr. situation, and this is 
far down the list of importance in regards to his situation. But I do feel like it opens up a lot of opportunities for those, anybody that's playing point guard or on the wing. Anything that Kevin Porter Jr. could have done for you, other guys that can do those things for you are going to have more opportunities. And that includes, on the, from the point guard side, it includes Amin Thompson, to your point about when Fred Van Vliet goes to the bench, but also some of these wing guys that were probably going to be not have as many minutes with with him in the mix are going to have an opportunity as well. Is that like is that good ultimately? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited about it at least to to to, to see it. Um, to get, I, I don't want to just say that he was dead weight because he did contribute as a basketball player. But you know, when you consider everything else that's going on, you kind of get dead weight out of there, and you allow some people that actually should get the opportunity to get the opportunity. So I'm I'm not saying that. Hey, it's going to be great. Oh, rookie, rookie backup point guard. It's going to be just fine. And take out the veteran who knows exactly what he's doing and put in the rookie who's never done it before. And it's just going to go over seamlessly. I don't, I think it's going to be a lot of hiccups, but I think there could be some excitement. This is the thing I'm trying to balance, actually, Adam. Fred Van Vliet's steady hand and his steadiness with Amon Thompson's electricity. You know, the the fact that he can just make plays and is physically gifted in a way that that honestly few others are. No, you're right. Um, but I, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be that guy, at least early on. I You know, that's yeah. that's legitimately the one thing that I have circled for for Tuesday against Indiana. It's yeah. just how the rotation looks. And yeah. I, I think I know who's going to start. You know, I, I think we all kind of have a, a good idea that it's going to be Van Vliet, Green, Brooks, Smith, and Shingun starting. But what does it look like when they go to the bench? Who's the first guy off the bench? What does the guard rotation look like? I mean, I, I could see them um, maybe sliding uh, Green over to point guard uh, and giving him some reps doing that. Or you have, you know, Green on the floor with Shingun initiating offense yeah. uh, for those minutes when Van Vliet is on the bench. Uh, I could see Jay Sean Tate getting, getting minutes at that spot at the backup point guard spot, because, you know, that's a, that was basically his role with the team last year. Once, uh, once it was pretty apparent that uh, Dacian Nix and Ty Ty Washington weren't going to be able to carry backup point guard minutes. So uh, I think there are a lot of different possibilities. And when we get to, they're going to have, I think they're going to practice on Monday. You know, that's one of the things that I'm really most interested in is for Ime Udoka, like, do you have in your mind what you want your rotations to be? Or are you looking at this as a lot of experimentation? And so I think if you want to take anything away from the preseason, just you can kind of take away uh, substitution patterns because I think that I, I think if we'd have done if we'd have had this podcast this time last year, I think the assumption was that Josh Christopher was going to have a huge role on last year's Rockets, and then that very first preseason game, I think it was against San Antonio, yeah. um, he was like the the thirteenth guy to come in. He didn't play yeah. at all in the first half, and then that's when you kind of knew, okay, you know, they clearly aren't quite as high on Josh Christopher as maybe we all thought they were going to be. So I think when you get to Tuesday against Indiana, just keep an eye on, you know, who's coming off the bench first, because I think that gives you a pretty good idea of how the uh, the team feels about that player, at least um, for the immediate future. So put a pin in the rotations because that's something to watch. But back real quick to the point about Fred Van Bleeding off the ball. I think this is going to be really important because, and it's interesting to me because 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The whole thing was they, the Rockets need a point guard, and they're going to go sign a point guard, and then Fred Van Vliet ends up being the point guard that they go get. But I could see it really being, especially it being a year where they want Jalen Green and Alper and Shingun to take that next step. They want that from an organizational standpoint and from a team standpoint. And as we've mentioned before in previous episodes, it's obviously in their best interest to have big years this year because it's when guys start getting paid after year three. So they're, they should be internally motiv- motivated and the team should obviously be invested in their success as well. So I'm looking at it like, man, I feel like we're going to get a lot of Jalen Green with the ball, a lot of Alper Shingun with the ball, and a lot of two-man game between those two guys. And I think there is a lot of potential with those two guys if, you know, Jalen Green can be a little bit more judicious and just kind of make, I guess, better. And sometimes he like he absolutely makes good decisions and good reads. It's just not as consistent. And then, like you mentioned, too, with Alper Shingun, sometimes he goes for the highlight play instead of the smart basketball play. If they – if the veteran impact, and the Udoka impact are what I think everybody wants and suspects that they could be. Rockets fans, that is, then we should be seeing a lot of two-man game between those two guys. And, you know, the hope or the idea would be that you would see plenty of Fred Van Bleet off the ball. I, that's a long-winded way of me saying, hey, if there was anything to concern me about Fred Van Bleet, it's that his shooting dipped a little bit last year. And like, like you mentioned, a good but not great shooter. Well, I, I think that that's going to be a, a, a hallmark or a, a huge part of what his actual on-the-floor basketball contribution is going to be, how he feeds off the ball with Jalen Green and, and Alperen Shingun. Yeah, on the three-point shooting, my guess is last year is an outlier. Just um, you look, the volume was basically – he actually – he shot the ball less last year, and then he, he just took a pretty big dip. So, I mean – um, in 2020, he was at 39%. 2021, he was at 36.6. Uh, 2022, he was at 37.7. And then all of a sudden last year, it dipped to 34.2. So I kind of feel like last year was probably the outlier when it comes to that. And also, I think some of that might just be a Toronto thing where offensively they were they were just weren't very good. And I do wonder if, uh, because they had so little shooting on the floor, I wonder how much that did impact um you know some of his efficiency at least from behind the three-point arc or maybe he wasn't getting the sort of open looks um last season that he had gotten in the past um i think when you look at some of the stuff that they've done so far you know um especially with the jalen green and the ball handling stuff 
it kind of feels like to me, Ime Yudoka is a lot more comfortable with putting guys in situations where maybe they aren't comfortable. And I think one of the things with Silas was that uh, as a player, if you hadn't done something, like if you hadn't been able to master something, he maybe didn't want to put you in that situation. So for, for Green, you know, if he wasn't a guy who was great at initiating the offense, he didn't want him to have to initiate the offense that much. And so it kind of feels like, and I'll tell you the, the best example of this might be some of the, the uh, defensive stuff where at least early on, just in what you've seen from practice, they've been switching a lot. And that's, and that includes having Alperin Shingun do that. And that's not something that Silas wanted to do because first of all, Shingun wasn't going to be good at it. And also Shingun, he just wasn't all that comfortable with it. And he admitted as much, but it does kind of feel like that Yudoka is going, they're going to switch at least, you know, from what we've seen early on, they're going to switch one through five. So they're going to put uh, Shingun in, in sort of that uncomfortable position of, Hey, you might be out on an Island with some of these guards a little more than you're used to. You better figure that out. And so I, I think that some of the stuff offensively, it's the same way. Hey, you might not be totally comfortable doing this, but we're going to have you do it anyways. And we're going to have you learn how to do this on the fly. And so that's why I kind of feel like they can play Van Vliet off the ball a little bit more than maybe you would have expected when he signed because they want to force green into those situations where he does have the ball and where he is initiating offense a little more than he has in the past. And then you have Van Vliet kind of there just as that crutch, like, Hey, if it gets a little hairy here, I'm, I'm right there for you. So that, that, you know, that that's where I think the Van Vliet off the ball stuff becomes important. I think that's kind of what it was like with Eric Gordon, where Gordon was there as the crutch. They didn't necessarily wanting him running the offense, but he was there if they needed him. 